Welcome back to the broadcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again. I'm Mike McCurry, and I have the great honor of being an evangelist, also the executive director of Bible Tracks Incorporated, and I'd like to thank you personally for joining us today. In just a few moments, we're going to jump back into our discipleship study. It's number 29. We're talking about breaking habits, specifically breaking bad habits and establishing good ones. We're looking at some scripture. I'll tell you this right up front. I'm not interested in giving you my opinions. I'd like to tell you what the Bible says, and we'll go from there. And so I'd love, if you would, turn to the book of Matthew, grab your Bibles. It's very helpful for you to be able to read along as I expound on Scripture a little bit here, but I'd love for you to see it for yourself. I'd love for you to determine that what I'm telling you, it's not from the book of Micah McCurry. It's from the Bible. And so please, if you would, grab your Bible, turn to the book of Matthew while you're doing that, let me tell you about another gospel tract that would be very helpful during this Christmas season. I've made mention of it over the past few weeks, but I'll do it once again. As we are neck deep in this most holly, jolly of seasons, I'd like to tell you about a gospel tract called The Gift. Now, you can probably tell, based off of that title, that it has something to do with Christmas. In actuality, this gospel tract it works very well throughout the entirety of the rest of the year. It's not limited or restricted just to the month of December or after Thanksgiving. It can be used all the time. And so if you go to our website and you order 25 or 50 of them and you say, you know what, it's a short time until Christmas. I don't know if I'll be able to get all of them out before then. Then no problem at all. You can continue to use it well into January and throughout the remainder of the 12 months of the year. This gift that this gospel track talks about is really an amazing one. Now, I'm not going to take too much time to talk about it, though it really is the most important gift you could ever receive. What I'd like to do is this. I'd like to whet your appetite. I'd like to give you a taste. This gospel tract right here, it has the potential to change your life. And it can do it while still remaining completely free. You see, our gospel tracks here at Bible Tracks Incorporated, we offer them throughout the world. We've shipped them to over 170 different countries. We not only print them for free, the paper and the ink, we absorb that charge, but we also provide the labor with which it's designed and packaged and also the shipping. We do all of that completely free of charge. You see, friend, the gospel is free and so are our gospel tracks. And so we'd love for you to take advantage of this offer. It's not a limited time offer. This ministry has been going forward with this model for over eight decades, since 1938, and we're not going to stop anytime soon. So please, though, even though it's not limited time, would you take advantage of it today? Visit BibleTracksInc.org today. I'd like to spend the next few moments reviewing what we spoke about yesterday as we talked about breaking habits. We mentioned that so many times, and I think this is probably true for you, just as it is for me, that we feel like we desire to have victory in our life. 
we have areas of our, our human existence that we just cannot seem to conquer. These habits we can't seem to break. They seem to hinder and to clamp down on our Christian life and the way we should be living. And the question has to be asked, what can I do? What can we do? What can you do? Those are words that pastors and evangelists and people like me, we hear often. People want to change, but they cannot seem to make it over these certain habits. The first thing we pointed out yesterday, and again, this is discipleship study number 29 on breaking habits. Now, our discipleship studies, we provide them, as I've mentioned before, free of charge. You can get them from our website or just email me, micah, M-I-C-A-H, at BibleTracksInc.org, or you can text me, 309-316-7240, 309-316-7240, if you'd like to receive this discipleship study completely free. We talked about yesterday using specific scripture to refute the temptations that face us. Remember in Matthew chapter 4, I hope you found yourself there, the book of Matthew chapter 4. Remember that the devil, Satan himself, confronted Jesus and tempted him. Three different occasions. Verse number 3, 6, and 9. That first one in verse 3, the tempter came to him. He said, if thou be the son of God, command that these stones be made bread. And then he tempted him two more times. The devil tempted Jesus two more times. Verse 6 and verse 9. And what did Jesus do? Well, he used scripture. All three times in verse 4, 7, and 10, he said this, it is written. Verse 4, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Then, in verse number 7, Jesus said unto him, it is written again, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And then verse number 10, in response to the last temptation thrown in his face by the devil, Jesus said unto him, get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Then, in verse number 11, the devil leaveth him. The devil abandoned the effort because Jesus didn't bring his godhood into it. He didn't bring the majesty and might of being a third part of the almighty godhood of the Trinity. No, he brought scripture. Friend, what do you bring? You've heard it said before, and hopefully you'll allow me to use this illustration. Don't bring a knife to a gunfight. Well, friend, don't bring your opinions or your feelings or what somebody else told you to a fight, a, a, a struggle, a war with the devil. Friend, bring scripture. It's the only tool that will actually have a chance of winning the day. Can I tell you, though? Jesus used specific scripture. It's well and good to quote scripture, and I'm not poo-pooing that whatsoever. But understand this, the key, one key to overcoming a certain habit or temptation, it's not just to quote any random scripture, but the specificity, a certain scripture that actually combats that certain habit. You could use a concordance. There will likely be one in the back of your Bible. You can look up words that pertain to your particular habit or temptation. A concordance can also help refer you to scriptures that you can then memorize. And friend, this is key. That memorization can help not only combat, but also conquer 
habits or temptations. Here are a few examples, and you can write these down. I'll say them slowly. If you want to go grab a pen and maybe a piece of paper, maybe you have a napkin nearby, grab it for just a moment here. You can write these down, or if you miss them, you can go back later on and you can listen to the podcast version. Go to Spotify. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you like to listen to podcasts, you can go back and listen. This is about the eight and a half minute mark if you need to go back and find it uh, for the program later on. But let's look at this. For instance, how about a habit or a temptation of lust? Well, here's a scripture, two scriptures that might help you. Matthew chapter 5 and verse number 28. Or Job 31 and verse 1. How about the temptation or the habit of pride? Let's look at Proverbs 6, 16 and 17. James 4, 10 also deals with pride. Maybe you struggle with not taking care of the temple of God that God Almighty has given you, your body. Maybe your besetting habit, that thing that you just cannot seem to beat, maybe it's smoking. Well, friend, maybe you should look at 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 and 20. Again, what I'd recommend is read these verses and read them and read them and read them again and memorize them and print them upon your heart and upon your soul so that when you next feel that habit coming on, you can refute it with scripture. How about a problem of temper? A problem with anger. Proverbs 15, verse 1. Maybe your Bible reading is lax. Maybe you don't have a good habit of Bible reading. Or it's very easy for that habit to be subverted by other cares of the world. Psalm 119 and verse number 9 might be helpful. Maybe you have a problem of the tongue. And by that I mean you're a gossiper. You're a tale bearer. You know that you shouldn't speak about other people as you do. And maybe you can't seem to break that habit. Well, if you're honest with yourself and you'd like help, James chapter 3 could be helpful to you. When you quote scripture, especially out loud, it can help to take your mind off the desire to sin and also remind you of God's presence. And that can be very helpful in giving you the victory. Now understand, we're not going to conclude this this lesson here. There is much more we will talk about, but this is a great starting point. If you're not confronting the habit, if you're not confronting that temptation with Scripture, then friend, you're starting from a position of disadvantage. Don't do that. Here are some other things that you can do. One of the most powerful would be accountability. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verses 9 and 10 says this, Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him up. It's really easy sometimes to excuse our failure and our lack of victory. We're not very hard on ourselves. But that's why it's wise to enlist help to overcome habits. For instance, if you're not getting up early enough to read the Bible and pray, you could have someone call you and wake you up. If you're trying to give up smoking, maybe somebody could call you at the end of every day to see if you had victory that day. Just knowing that they're going to call would put positive peer pressure on you 
to do right. Let's take advantage of other Christian brethren. Here's another idea for helping with habits, using the doctrine of replacement. You see, friend, if you have a blown motor, a blown engine in a vehicle, and it's a problem, it's not working properly, if you take out that blown and damaged engine, will the car then function properly? Uh, No, you have to replace it with a new and a well-performing engine. The machinery has to be replaced. The Bible speaks in multiple occasions. Revelation 5, 9, Ezekiel 18, 31 speaks of a, a new song, a new spirit. The old must be replaced by the new. Remember that Egypt was replaced by Canaan. Jesus, when he left the earth, he said, I'll send you a comforter. He was replaced by the Holy Spirit. Friend, as we conclude this topic of habits. I've left out two or three or four different ideas to help you break those habits. Remember, you can get the entirety of this study from our website, BibleTracksInc.org, or text me directly, 309-316-7240. Join us tomorrow as we continue. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Track Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.